from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening live. And thank you if you are listening to us on the podcast of this show, which drops every Tuesday at noon. You can find it on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at GoCamels.com. I'm Chris Amire alongside head coach Mike Minter. On tonight's show, we'll visit with co-defensive coordinator Damian Adams, Defensive end Josh Johnson and Fayetteville's own Julian Hill, our all-conference tight end, will be here a little later in the show. Saturday, Campbell took on East Carolina in front of 43,000 fans. It was the most fans ever to see a Campbell football game. And, Coach, your team took the opening kickoff, marched down the field, and went on top with a 31-yard field goal. Tell me about that 11-play, 65-yard statement drive to open the game. Well, I mean, when we got started, it was opening drive. And so you got these plays already practiced, and you know what you're going to do in your opening drive. And so most of the time in your opening drive, you have a rhythm to what you're doing. Um, and so the offense did a great job, I thought, you know, Hodge Malik Williams did a great job of getting us started um, and then got the ball into um, Julian Hill um, hands to get a big first down on that first drive. And, and then we stalled out. Uh, we was going forward on fourth and one. Um, we had a false start. Um, young freshman come in and, um, you know, get a new lineman in and, and he false starts. And so we kicked the field goal. Um, the only thing that Chris, that I look at it and I say, okay, what can we do better? It's finish red zone drives. Yep. That's, that's, that's the message all week long. We got to get in the red zone and finish our drives. Because you got into ECU's, you know, the red zone or, or the 22, five of your first eight drives, you were within the 25 and, and, and near that red zone or, or in that red zone, which is, which is incredible against an FBS defense. It really is. So the, the offense and Coach Whedon and, and the offensive players don't have a problem with moving the football from 20 to 20. What I told them is, I said, they don't give points for that, though. So we got to be able to finish when we get inside the 25-yard line. It's a big emphasis of our football team. We know that's one of the pillars of winning games is scoring touchdowns when you get down there. So um, the word and the message around um, the offense and, and everybody who's involved with that knows that we got to get better. So we got two weeks to fix that problem. So when we come out two weeks from now, we're ready to put touchdowns on the board opposed to kicking field goals. The second drive of your game, you didn't get into the red zone. You didn't kick a field goal because Hodge put a perfect pass on the near sideline to Jalen Kelsey. Jalen Kelsey outran the entire East Carolina team, 61 yards for a touchdown. What an incredible play. It really is. It, it shows the speed that we have on this football team. Uh, for him to catch a curl route, basically what it was, a six, eight-yard curl route, and then be able to take it 61 yards, um, that is amazing. That's the type of explosiveness that we have on this football team. And so, you know, you get discouraged from, from the ball game, but, but you know your pieces are there to go win the Big South. And that's really what we're trying to do. And, um, and so great job by Jalen catching the ball. Great job by Haas leading him away from the defender so he can make a move and then 
of course, you know, God gave him that speed. And so we thank God for that. And um, so, you know, guys like this, you're going to see more plays like this happen with our offense. And, and um, so we're excited about the fact that we can get better from what we have put on um, film in the first three weeks. It, it was great to see Jalen Kelsey. And, and during the game, I said, hey, that is a FBS talent. And you guys knew that that was an FBS talent in Jalen Kelsey. Tell me the story of, uh, of recruiting Jalen Kelsey, the, the son of a former NFL player, because it's a great story and shows what you guys do to get these amazing players to come to Campbell. Well, you know, Ben Bolin, who was the receivers coach at the time, I mean, he, he really was the one who was, you know, recruiting um, Jalen throughout the whole process. And Jalen has some big-time offers to some FBS programs, and, um, you know, what we did is we just said we're going to be number two. We're going to love on you all the way through the process. And if something happens, we're going to be here for you. And, you know, again, I think connection with his dad is he played in the NFL. He played at Florida. Uh, I believe he, he was either um, coming into Florida when we played him in the Orange Bowl. Or he was going out. One oh, of the two. When you right? were at Nebraska. Right. When I was were, at okay. Nebraska, yep. we played him in the championship game. Um, he, he, was, he was either on the team or something like that, right? So I talked to him about that, and I told him, you know, this is the type of team that, that we're trying to build um, here at Campbell is, is, a, is a tough, physical, explosive football team. And your son fit that. And so, man, it, it, it went down to the wire. <laughs> And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we were able to get him at Campbell, um, you know, and everybody else fell off because I think his test scores came in late. And, um, man, we was, we was, like, still there. And, and when we got him, we were jumping up and down because we knew we had somebody special. Well, and the best, the best part of this story, now, you know, Ben can tell a tale or whatever. So if he, <laughs> if he's, if he told me wrong, you let me know. But, but I had heard that when it was come down to crunch time, you sent every single coach that you had to his yes. house. <laughs> we did. You were that. leaving out the best part of the recruitment. <laughs> you were there from the beginning. You sent every single coach that you had yes. to his house, which, you know, you, you kind of laugh at that, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of travel. That's a lot of coordination, but it made the difference in the end, didn't it? It, it really did. Um, I, I had forgot about that, that part, Chris, and, and I'm sure um, Coach Adams <laughs> would have, you know, yeah. hit me like, Coach, I was there too. Yeah. Like, so, so everybody was there, and that was the, the message is, yep. is that you're so important that everybody is coming. Even the defensive coaches are, are coming to meet your family um, at your house. And, and when we walked in, you know, 11 deep, it was like, <laughs> Campbell is for real. Oh, my God. We got to go there and play. That's amazing. Um, back to the game against East Carolina. Now, now Williams, you talked about he, he hit Kelsey on that, uh, on that fantastic pass. He threw for a career-high 300 yards. Now, I'll tell you, to, to, to know what kind of guy Haj Malik Williams is, he was more dejected after that loss to an FBS team that, quote-unquote, you should have lost him than I ever saw him. So he was not going around jumping up and down saying, look what I did. I, I'm the one that, that, that has to tell everybody that he had a career-high in far as passing yards. But I thought he looked the most comfortable the, the, that he has all, all year. The one interception he threw was a tipped ball at the line. He had that TD. I, 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 thought, I thought he looked really good in that game. Well, he was commanding the game because he knew everything that was supposed to happen 
as far as the ECU defense. So he knew the keys of their defense. He knew who to watch. And he was very comfortable getting the ball to the open man and um, really being a point guard because that's what a quarterback has to do. He has to get the ball to the right people at the right time, and he was able to do that. I mean, we had freshman running back in there, Nakari Rogers, and, and he moving him around because he really don't know what's going on. And, and doing that, he's able to calm everybody else down, right? I got you. I understand. Calm down. We're going to move the football. And, um, man, he's just going to get better and better. Every week, this is the beginning. This is the floor uh, at where Hodge Malik Williams is going to go for the rest of these eight weeks. Well, and we, we were talking it before. He, he, he's under a brand-new offensive coordinator, of course, familiar with, with Coach Wheaton as, as a wide receiver coach. But, uh, but, but it's a brand-new offense. And, look, Hodge hadn't played a lot of games the last three years. There was the COVID year back in 2020 where he just played four games, played absolutely fabulous against FBS talent. And then last year, really, he was healthy for maybe two games. He ended up playing four. But there's a little bit of rust there because he's played eight games the past two seasons. It, it really is. I mean, you cannot not play this game. you got to practice. you got to be able to um, go through the reps all the time in order to be great on Saturday. And um, so two years and, and only eight games in, in those two years, that, that makes it very, very difficult to get a rhythm and to grow but um, trust me in these eight weeks number six is going to be very special uh, for the camel camels um, we are so happy to have with us uh, someone that has been here at Campbell as long as you have. You brought, uh, you, you brought Damian Adams here. He's been the defensive line coach uh, for nine years and then promoted to co-defensive coordinator. We'll, we'll bring you in. And, and, and Coach Adams, I really thought that, that, that your defense was very solid in the first half and going toe-to-toe -to -toe with, with an FBS team with a lot more scholarships. Yeah, well, I thought those guys play hard. Um, you know, we try to put them in position to make plays, and um, for the most part, they did that, and uh, we're able to, you know, get some key stops in big situations. So, yeah, I just wish we had an opportunity to do that again in the second half. Well, not, not only are you are you dealing with an FBS team coach that has uh, that, that has so many more scholarships, but Keaton Mitchell, um, I had seen him on tape, and you, and you see that they that they said in one of his games he ran 23 miles an hour, which is incredible for a human who is who is not a superhero. But when he actually got going, that was 23 miles an hour, and, and, and then some. He he was just an incredible talent out there. Yeah, well, we saw all 23 of those <laughs> miles per hour. Um, he, he broke out on us, and uh, luckily we were get, able to get him out of bounds um, on his first big carry that he had. Um, you know, we, we have some speed out there as well, but, you know, what he has is a little bit different. So uh, we figured it out um, <laughs> a little too much. Um, <laughs> I actually just got off the phone with the running backs coach. You know, that kid is special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, they say he's going to end up in an NFL camp, and uh, he's going to end up in an NFL roster. I mean, he, he, was, he, he, he was just that fast. And then, too, like I was telling people on the broadcast, I said, hey, I, I'm not trying to paint this with orange-colored glasses, but Holton Ehlers hit NFL-type windows to his receivers. I, I, I thought your secondary was, was very, very solid out there. They were with these guys that were, quote-unquote, taller and faster. They were with them. He just hit some amazing routes and some amazing windows. 
Yeah, well, we wanted to make it tough on them. Um, you know, we put some put some pressure on them, try to, you know, get the ball out quick and, um, you know, force it to some areas that we, we felt like we, we could have a, a pretty good matchup. Uh, we won some of those matchups, but we lost some of those matchups. Um, you know, wish we could have won more than we did, but, um, you know, our hats off to him. You know, he, he's a heck of a quarterback. and think that, you know, he'll have an opportunity to play at the next level at some point. Um, I just saw that he was um, is the leading passer in American League football. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, the kid is a, a, a great passer of the football. Um, you know, took great command of, you know, what they're trying to do offensively uh, to be able to distribute the ball the way that he did. Um, you know, we, we, we wanted to you know, get the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, uh, just felt like we had some opportunity to make some plays on some balls uh, as well. Um, but just come out a, a, a fingertip short. Yep, yep, no doubt it was, a, it, was a, it was a great performance. And we'll talk more about your great performances so far this year and, and some of your fantastic players, guys that uh, have been here for a while and guys that are uh, just getting their chance. So we'll have more with Coach Adams. And Coach Minner coming up after the break, live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Cole. We're no etiquette experts, but biting into your McDonald's crispy chicken sandwich and ending up with a whole pickle slice dangling from your mouth isn't impolite. It's human. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Hi Campbell fans, I'm Christy Yarbrough with Remax United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Step into a quality home you'll value for a lifetime. Perfect for your family at every stage. Mattamy Homes focuses on what you value most with different designs, styles, and finishes crafted to work within your budget. That's why we're ranked first in quality, value, and customer satisfaction. But we don't just build homes. We create communities with instant appeal and enduring value. See what we're building around Raleigh, places you'll be proud to call home. Visit mattamyhomes.com and see for yourself. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Eeks Athletics Complex renovation for Camel Soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Campbell student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamel.com and click on the Give button. 
planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Welcome back to Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington. We are at the County Seat Sports Grill. We'll be here every Monday. Stick around. Coming up in our last half hour, we'll talk to a couple of our student athletes, defensive end Joshua Johnson, who is the team leader in tackles for loss. He's having a sensational start to the season and all-conference tight end Julian Hill. That's coming up in the uh, second half hour. Campbell back home on October 1st. No game this Saturday. They will take on NC Central. It's a 6 p.m. start, so you can secure your tickets for the remaining four home games. Get your same seat. Get your season ticket. Just $110. Go to GoCamels.com or 1-877-GO-HUMPS. And uh, single-game tickets are on sale as well okay I, I didn't give him his due when we went right into some game stuff but we got two hall of famers up here as uh, of course uh, mike minner hall of famer at the university of nebraska where he won two national championships but damian adams our co-offensive coordinator his alma mater he's in fayetteville state's hall of fame and coach before we get more into the game coach adams um talk about just a fantastic program a fantastic university fantastic tradition down there at fayetteville state yeah well um i think i just actually spoke with coach um richard hayes today um you know he's done a fantastic job uh there since he took over the the helm um has played for some um some championships there uh since he's been there uh, you know man it's the place that raised me, you know. Um, it, it has really, you know, been a, a special place to me. Um, you know, um, I love it. You know, there's no other other way to put it. Um, you know, they they brought me from a a boy to a man. You know, most most of the toughest things in my life that I've gone through, um, I was at that place. Um, both of my kids were born uh, born while I was working there, um, so. You know, it's a it's a special place, but it's it's a special place here. I've now uh, exceeded exceeded the amount of time that I spent at Fayetteville State as a player and uh, and an employee. To now, um, Campbell is that place for me. And coach, you are a Division One defensive coordinator right now. And look, you have you 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 have scratched and clawed and and earned it. I I think if I remember right from your bio, you're. Your, your first job was uh, well, was head football coach at Benson Middle School. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I didn't know you were going to pull that out. Come Chris, on. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's, that's where I started in 2004. So When, uh, you're, when you're at Benson Middle School, and, and there's probably a lot of coaches out there being like, see, I told you, I can, I can make it all the way up. But when you're at Benson Middle School, catch it, if somebody came in and said, hey, you're going to be working for, uh, for a former pro and Mike Minner at a Division <laughs> I university as defensive coordinator, what would you have told them? Or, or did you believe that this Fayetteville State guy could well, get all the way there? Well, I'll tell you what. So uh, I, I do have an interesting story. 
uh, that I met Coach Mint, um, you know, as a player, uh, the NFL was doing camps for Fort Bragg, um, and they were doing it on Fayetteville State's campus. Um, it was a quick handshake. No kidding. Yeah, so you met was, Coach Minter back then, yeah? Yeah, a quick handshake. Uh, we go on about our way, go on about our life. Um, you know, um, I hear about the opportunity here at Campbell, and I cold called him uh, to, to come here. Um, and it worked out. Wow. <laughs> it was, I, I, it was crazy. I, I mean, I was going to say, <laughs> what, what was the connection? I thought you were going to say, and then, you know, he no. followed your coaching career and everything. No. All right, all right. You get no. a cold call no. from, the, from, yes. from a guy who, now, look, by now, you're a coach at Fayetteville State, which is one of the most respected uh, Division II programs yep. in the area. So it wasn't like you were calling from Benson Middle School. <laughs> but still, Coach Minner, <laughs> how does that call go, and how do you decide that he's your guy? Well, um, I think we were at the position of getting our defensive line coaching. And um, so I was looking at a couple of candidates. And um, when Coach called, um, you know, I told him after about three minutes, I, I liked him, right? Okay, let's, let's meet. And um, so we met, and, and I told him, you got the job right now. He was like, what? <laughs> Nothing not, not, not on the board? You, you're not going to, you know, he ready. He got his suit on, <laughs> he's ready to go. And I'm like, no, man, you good. I, I, I like your vibe. I know you know football, um, but it's about raising men. And you do a great job with that because of your background with teaching. And then also um, coaching in middle school, you got to grow people, right? It's all about helping people unlock their greatness. And Coach Adams had all that. And of course, he was a great defensive line coach on top of that. And so um, that's all it took, man, is, is I know if you fit and within about five minutes, if you're going to fit me because, you know, it's what we do. Uh, he, he's produced uh, amazing defensive line. That has been a hallmark of your, of your teams here for, for, for the past 10 years. He's produced guys that have ended up uh, in NFL camps on NFL teams. What made you, after nine years of, uh, of, of him coaching here with that, well, what made you put him um, into the top spot as the co-defensive coordinator? Well, I think that's it, Chris, is that he did that, all right? So he's the only one of my coaches that was able to produce NFL-type talent to go get paid for doing this game. And to me, that's what it's all about, right? It's, it's being able to unlock the greatness in each individual that you have and Coach Adams done that since day one that he's been here. The other thing is, Chris, is that you also have to evolve as a man and as a coach, and you got to get better. You cannot stay the same because the guy that came in nine years ago would not be the guy that I need to be the defensive coordinator nine years later. And so um, he's evolved. He, he's, he's done his personal work, and I think that's important that you begin to um, you know, put in time to grow as an individual and then grow as a coach. And, and he's not afraid of, of growth, and, and a lot of people are. And, and I think that's why he's here, and that's why he was selected as the um, defensive coordinator. Coach Adams, uh, yep. your, your, your defense has been, has been challenged as, uh, as a very tough schedule put together. What do you like about this defensive unit so far through three games? Um, it's a physical group. Um, and they're fast, all right? Um, these guys are not afraid to strike. Um, you know, they, they're, they're able to make plays in space. Um, 
just all around great group of guys. Um, the the cohesion on that group is uh, is really getting where we need it to be. Um, we just got a couple things to tie up, and um, we'll be a, a championship caliber defense uh, when it's all said and done. You know, in, in that ECU game, you, you would never make this excuse, but 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 you were playing with two starting linebackers who one was in a boot all week, the, the, the other one was in a was in a club type cast or whatever. First of all, let, let, let us know how 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 CJ and, and Moncovia are doing, and, and number two, how did that kind of kind of mess with you when you didn't have your two starting linebackers with you against yeah. an FBS team. Yeah, well, it's, it's really tough. Um, anytime those guys are probably taking 80% of our snaps um, with Gaffney and uh, Tillman. Um, but it's, it has to be the next man up mentality um, in terms of what we're trying to, to build and where we're trying to go uh, in order to, to build a, a championship caliber defense. Um, you, you have to have that type of mindset. Um, but just didn't think it was smart for us to, to put those guys in in the game yep. um, for uh, for the long haul. All right, we're, we're looking at that eight-game stretch, and um, you know we need those guys to, to be healthy in order for us to put ourselves in position to, to win the championship uh, in that eight-game stretch. Um, it, it did give an opportunity for some young guys to to step up, and I really noticed, you know, in, in the game against. An FBS opponent, that's not when you think that you're going to have a, a couple of freshmen and a junior college transfer in your top five in, in tackles. Logan Clark was a true freshman. Miles Rouser, a true freshman. Not only, and it wasn't just because, you know, you, you guys were out without some starters. They were making plays against yeah. an FBS offense. Well, I think it just goes, goes to speak about the, the staff's ability to bring in quality guys and quality talent uh, into the program um, and really boost our roster. Um, these guys are, are for real and they're ready to come in and play right now. Um, it speaks to you know the, the coaches that they had in high school, uh, that the programs that they came from. Um, it speaks a lot to our, our coaches on our staff and uh, to be able to bring in that kind of talent as well. Um, I, I just think it's um, you know, it bodes well for us to bring those kind of guys in um, uh, to be able to come in and compete and play as, as true freshmen and then get on the field and execute what we're asking them to do. I mean, it, it speaks well for the coaches. I mean, you, you, you had a very experienced, very good lineup coming in. You, you add these guys that have stars by their name and look, freshmen are freshmen and they're still, and they're still inexperienced. But yep. to be able to have this depth, for the first time since you've been here in, in 10 years, and you tell me if I'm wrong, you have a true two deep. Yep. You can put any of those guys in the two deep and they'll perform and you don't have a drop off. What kind of an advantage is that? Well, like I said, when uh, you go through that eight game stretch, you don't, you don't know what's gonna happen uh, in the course of that time. Uh, guys go down um, and you gotta be able to trust the next guy to, that he's gonna uh, not you know, have a, a drop. And um, you know, those guys obviously stepped into a football game. Uh, Rouser came in flying around, making tackles, you know, 50 yards across the field. Um, you know, I, I, my hat's off to, to those guys and their effort yep. um, in, in making plays like that. You, you know, doesn't matter how many stars you come in with, college football is a who. And you could see that, like, R Rouser was making plays in that, but it's like, okay, all right, this guy's a four-star, but – on that field against ECU, you, you found those stars, didn't you, Coach Minner? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the great thing is is that 
um, you, you see the difference between three stars, four stars, and no stars. And you're starting with that now. So uh, opposed to trying to go to get a transfer that, that you start with, yep. you're starting with a freshman that you recruit, you bring in early, and now you get to develop him and build him into what he can become. And that's really what it's all about. And so when you look at, um, you know, we call him P3, right? When you look at him on the defensive line, he's starting, right? We talked about him, Paul, um, a while back. And now people getting to see him day in and day out as a true freshman. Yeah, and, and that's Paul Hudson. As you yeah. said, in your long coaching career, yeah. you know, starting a true freshman for the first time in Paul Hudson. Yeah, so I, I've, I've been here uh, going, like I said, this is my 10th season here. Um, I've never started a true freshman. Uh, he's the first one. Um, you know, it, it speaks to his ability. Um, it speaks to the program that he came from. Um, you know, he's only going to get better and better. Uh, we've, we've only just seen um, a, a glimpse of what he's going to be in uh, a year, maybe probably the end of this season. Uh, he'll make a, a lot of plays for us. Uh, but he's just got to stay, stay steady with his technique, and uh, he'll get better and uh, make a lot of plays for us. See, that's Coach talking. Coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, no yeah. Doubt. Technique right. and all that stuff. <laughs> all right. Speaking of speaking of Coach, after the break, we're gonna we're, we're, we're gonna keep on here with Coach Adams and Coach Minter. We're gonna talk about what happens in. They call it a bye. They call it an off week. It's not accurate because you guys are still practicing and scheming and, and trying to get better. So we'll talk about what happens in this week when you don't have a game on the weekend. And we'll also talk about the two student athletes we have coming up. Uh, on the last segment of the show, Julian Hill and Josh Johnson. We got a lot more of Camel Call, including if you haven't seen Jordan and get your raffle tickets, we're going to give away some more prizes coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live. Hi, Campbell fans. I'm Christy Yarbrough with Remax United. Thinking about buying or selling or know someone who is? Let me help you make the right moves. It's important to work with the right agent with local knowledge and cutting-edge experience. I can help ease the pains of the buying or selling process by guiding you through the steps. Whether it's connecting you with the right lender, home inspector, handyman for those undone projects, staging and prepping your home for sale, or helping you find the ideal home that fits your family's needs. Visit my website for more information at christyy.remaxagent.com. Go Camels! I told her I wasn't going to do it. Here you go, ladies. I got one Sprite and one high seat. Thanks, but we didn't order these. Compliments to the gentleman. <laughs> Thank you. His mom rates them right. Get any size soft drink for just a buck right now at McDonald's. Since 2019, the Fighting Camel Club has funded championship-level facility projects such as the Eeks Athletics Complex renovation for Camel Soccer and a new strength and conditioning space inside Gore Arena. This fall, your Fighting Camel Club donations will fund a new sports medicine facility, a new locker room for women's basketball, and a new digital media lab for athletes to work on their personal brands. Providing championship resources for Camel student-athletes, that's the mission of the Fighting Camel Club. For more information, go to GoCamel.com com and click on the give button the double quarter pounder with cheese fresh off the grill cooked when i order it and not a moment before and juicy hey listen i keep my napkin game up because i'm not trying to have this drip on my drip
Well, welcome back to Camel Call Live from downtown Lillington. This is the County Seat Sports Grill. We'll be here every Monday talking Campbell football and then go into basketball and then go into baseball. Coach Minner won't let you come for the baseball talk or whatever, but um, we'll still talk to you when it comes to spring football. This is uh, every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 live at the County Seat. All right, three straight home games are coming up October 1st. Homecoming is October 8th. Robert Morris is October 15th. Before we talk about what you do here um, in this week without a game, Coach Minner, the schedule is odd this year. It's three straight on the road. You have the, the bye here, three straight at home, and then you go back for three straight on the road. Good, bad, if you're home now, is it good? Well, what are your thoughts about this stretch of this schedule? Well, I love this stretch because we're at home, Chris, and, and um, you know, going one and two in the first three um, games of the season, um, it's good to come back home. First of all, it's good to get a bye week so we can fix these problems that we see, and and they are fixable. So it's it's not like it's something out there where you say, man, I, you know, what are we going to do? No, we're going to fix these problems, and then three home games in a row, got to protect home field. It's going to be fun. It's going to be electric. You talk about NC Central. Then you got Charleston Southern coming to town, your first conference game. And you got to win the five conference games so yep. we can go to the playoffs, Chris. So that's what it's all about, and that's what we'll be preparing for this week. Okay, you talk about you, you have a couple of weeks to fix problems. What are your, or what are your top problems that, that, that you know this team needs to fix moving forward? Well, um, I, I think the biggest thing is, is that we have to continue to learn how to play smart as a football team. Um, execute the plays you're supposed to execute. Know your playbook. So when your number is called, you know what to do and how to do, um, how to do it. And I think that's very important. Um, the other thing that we got to work on, of course, we talked about it early on in the show, is our red zone on offense. We, we got to be able to, to do that. And then defensively, um, what I look at is, uh, you know, too many explosive runs. We got to be able to figure out how to stop the run um, so we can give ourselves a chance um, on the defense side of the football because if you cannot stop the run, it is hard to stop an offense. And so um, Coach Adams understands this. and. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, and then special teams, um, to me, it's just be, being able to create that special play um, in these next eight weeks um, is going to be very important. So, again, playing tough, playing smart, okay, and then understanding the situations that the offense needs to create, which is scoring the red zone, the defense need to be able to stop the run, and then the special teams need to be able to create special plays, and that's where we at. Um, and that brings us into the fact that you will be back at home on October 1st against NC Central. Speaking of, we have a couple of four-packs of tickets for that game and some other prizes to give away, and we'll, we'll do that right now. So here are the two winners for this segment, 625-561. 625-561, see Jordan to pick up your prize, and also 625-546. Six two five five four six, and we'll have a uh, drawing for our final two pr two prizes coming up um, at the final segment. Okay, back to and and, and I'll ask this questions for, for for both of you guys. So 
a week like this, when you when you don't have a game, are these hard practices? Are they more film room practices? What what are you doing this week specifically with them? Well, no, we 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 gonna be hard practicing, right? So we got we got work to do, Chris. We we not there yet. Um, and so we got to be able to come in three days. We'll go Tuesday. We'll go Wednesday. We'll go Thursday, and it'll be good on good. And we'll work on the things that we need to work on: technique, alignment, assignment being able to communicate, all those things, but get good competition to get, um, against good competition so we can get the tempo and the speed and the conditioning that you need um, during this time. And then we'll, we'll have, um, you know, you'll have Friday, Saturday, Sunday to get ready for Monday. And, um, and now we're getting in game week again. So um, you got three hard days of practice. Um, we got some meetings today. That's what we did all day, recovery time. And, um, and, and that's what it's going to look like now. The, the, the only people that's here, because a lot of coaches are on the road recruiting too, so the only people that's here is, is me, the coordinators, um, and then we got some quality control GA guys that's going to help us out uh, with practice. That's why we got to go good on good, because we don't have all the coaches here doing this week. So good on good, it'll be it, it'll be bigger. Then you have an NC Central team that's that that's three and zero. Does it help that you have an extra week of preparation against a team like that? Absolutely. They, I'm I'm assuming they're going to be top twenty five um, yep. after after beating the top twenty five, the number twenty fifth team in the yep. country. They just beat New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yep. They they beat them in New Hampshire. Yep. So um, you know th that's huge, right? I mean this this football team. Is, is a top 25 team. So we get our second chance to play a top 25 team in the FCS, and now we'll see where we are at as a football program. And uh, we got two weeks to get ready. And, and I'm so fired up. I, I know the players are fired up to get to work um, so we can get the things corrected that need to be corrected so we can go ahead and um, show what we can do against a top 25 team. Both of you, I'll, I'll put you on the spot, and I'm going to ask them, too, when they come up here, ab about you two coaches, so, so, so be careful of what you say and everything. But, but, <laughs> but Coach Adams, when you, when you look at these two student-athletes that are, that are coming up, uh, Josh Johnson, first of all, because you work with him in, in and out on the, on the defensive end, what, what makes him such a special player? Well, um, his, his instincts are as good as any kid that I've, I've coached uh, playing the position. Um, you know, he, he plays well with that. Um, and really able to put himself in position to make a lot of plays um, just based off of his field. Um, you know, that's not something that I teach. You know, um, you know God, you know, sprinkled that dust on him. And, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's what he has. Um, so you, you, you take that and, you know, I, I put my own little spin on it. And um, he's able to put himself in and um, make, really make some, some outstanding plays for himself in the defense. Julian Hill sitting right there too, a, a tight end. Now I, I don't I don't know if there's an official NCAA statistic for this, but you have converted more really good high school quarterbacks into really great tight ends, and you did another one with uh, with Fayetteville's own uh, J J Julian Hill. What, what what makes him special? Well, one you want to take a quarterback because tight ends today are like quarterbacks. They're doing everything. Yeah, they're running. They're in the run game. They're in the pass game. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, they, they're a quarterback in so many different ways. And so you want to have a smart guy at that position. That's why we always go out to quarterbacks that 
we can convert to tight ends. And, um, you know, Julian and Josh are part of the, the captains. Uh, it's yep. five of them, and those two guys are, are um, you know, two of the five and have really done a great job of building the culture that you see today. And I tell these guys all the time, player-led teams are the best teams, not coach-led teams. And these two gentlemen here tonight are a big reason of why we're going to do what we're going to do in 2022. And also, too, you've had, I think, half of the NFL teams have sent a representative down here since last spring. They're looking at a handful of players, but they're, but, but they're looking at these two as well, aren't they? they they're definitely looking at these two. Um, I, I just got a um, call from the, the representative of the Hula Bowl, right, um, the one that they play in Hawaii, so they might want to go to that one. Um, <laughs> and they was talking about yeah. – them two guys and they was like yep. man number one he's just a playmaker out there and I said that's going along with what coach Adams said the guy has instincts that you cannot teach and playmakers gotta have instinct and then he talked about how Julian was a beast right and that's the word to use because he does everything right he does everything great and that is the professional that you want at the next level when you're talking about the NFL and you'll be able to see both of them back home on October 1st. No game this Saturday, but Campbell takes on NC Central, who, as Coach Minner said, NC Central 3-0 going into this week. They just won on the road at a top 25 team. They will be a top 25 team. You can secure your tickets. GoCamels.com or 1-877-GO-HUMPS. And we'll draw for some tickets coming up after the break, and we'll talk to these fantastic student athletes both on and off the gridiron. It's Julian Hill and Jeff Johnson coming up after the break. This is Camel Call Live. Planning a tailgate? Then it's bow time. Bojangles has everything you need for the perfect tailgate, no matter how many fans you're trying to feed. There's the original tailgate, the super tailgate, and for a really big crowd, the jumbo tailgate special. And if you like your chicken off the bone, choose the Supreme's tailgate special that includes 12 perfectly seasoned tenderloin fillets. So grab the tickets, get that Bojangles tailgate special, and go. It's bow time. Thanks to donors like you, the Fighting Camel Club provides championship resources for Camel student-athletes. Over the last three years, donations to the Fighting Camel Club have helped fund facility enhancements and coach-driven projects that have pushed the Fighting Camels to win 27 conference championships. For more information on how you can donate to the Fighting Camel Club, go to GoCamels.com and click on the Give icon. The Fighting Camel Club, providing championship resources for Camel student-athletes. Better ingredients, better pizza, better brace yourself because Papa John's has done it again. Introducing Papa Bowls. No crust, just a whole bunch of those Papa John's toppings you love. Baked to piping hot perfection. I'm talking crisp veggies, savory meats all covered in melty cheese and those signature sauces. Try flavors like Italian Meats Trio, Chicken Alfredo and Garden Veggie or get creative and build your own Papa John's. Campbell students have a new watering hole in town to enjoy on game day, hump day, or any other day when you just need a tasty meal to break up the intensity of studying for a test. At the Kicking Camel Grill, there is entertainment every day of the week, including trivia, cornhole, 
karaoke nights, and live music on the weekends. There's never a cover charge for music, and there's always a chill vibe at the Camel for you to hang out with friends. The Kicking Camel Grill, your oasis for great food and beverages. Welcome back to the county seat in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live. We are here every Monday from 6.30 to 7.30. If you're listening to us now on the Varsity Sports Network app or if you're listening to us on GoCamels.com or on the podcast that drops every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, thank you very much. But if you're here live on Monday, you get a chance for some exclusive prizes. We have been uh, drawing for these prizes all night. And here are the final two prizes of the night. So get your tickets out. 625-525, 625-525, and 625-558, 625-558. Thank you very much. And now it is a treat to have uh, two of the best, two of the captains on this Campbell team for 2022, tight end Julian Hill and defensive end, Josh Johnson and first of all we'll start with you Josh three games in so far this season your thoughts on this team your team and your defense well first off thank you for having me on the show um to answer your question I think this team is very special um being here for two and a half years transferring here this team is my family so we grew the past two years on and off the field uh obviously more importantly on the field we established a level of trust as players and as a staff and as a program. And we put a lot of work in this all season, especially for this 2022 season. So I'm excited to see the, how the rest of the season unravels. Julian, you, your offense here has been successful three, three straight weeks now. What, what's special about that group and this team? Um, well, first off, I think, you know, our offensive coordinator, man, he calls up a great, great game plan every day. I mean, every week going into the game, he's very well prepared. He prepares the players as well. Um, I mean, got to give a lot of credit to Hodge Malik Williams. You know, the quarterback can make plays, and he can make plays when you think the play is dead. So um, the offensive line, I mean, them big jokers, they can do things that, you know, is unimaginable. Um, and then just guys just execute when it's, when, they, when it's their time. And I think that, that helps us uh, be successful throughout the week. You guys um, both are under new coordinators and, and had to get used to a new defense and a new offense. So, so, so Josh, I'll, I'll ask you first, tell me about this, the, this new defense and, and why you really like this game. I, I love the new defense. It's, it's a versatile defense to where we can adjust it to whoever we're playing each week. Um, it's a basic defense in terms of it allows players to play fast, free. And as, as a player, you don't want to be thinking or doing too much on the defense side of the ball. It's already hard enough to play defense nowadays and nowadays football. So this defense allows me to play fast, allows us to play fast and, and, and physical and feed off each other's energy. Spe speaking of feed off of, Josh, you have one of the best in the conference alongside you on your other defensive end, Brevin Allen, the preseason defensive player of the year. What is it like having a guy like that on the other side of you? We, we call Brevino, we call Brevin Brevino in our room because <laughs> he's a, a superstar. <laughs> he's, he's really a superhero. Like he's, he's incredibly talented. It's freakish, and it's, it's natural. So having him on the other side makes everybody else on the D-line's job way easier because teams have to scheme and look out for him. And when they do, we all, we're all kind of superstars in a, in a sense. So we love having Brevin on the line. 
Julian, you, you had to learn a new offense. Of course, you, you're familiar in the wide receiver room with Coach Whedon, but he told me at the very beginning, we saw it in the spring, he said, this is going to be fast. And I said, oh, okay. He said, no, this is going to be fast. You guys want to snap the ball with 30 seconds left on the play clock. Well, tell me about this offense. Yeah, man, it's like you said, it's very fast. Um, the tempo is, is really crazy, man. You, you really got to be in shape. You know, that's one thing we worked on this, this offseason was getting in shape. <laughs> Because you know, it's, it's hard for a defense to prepare for something like that. Yeah, this is something that we've been doing since the spring. Um, every day in practice, we're you know preparing, we're uh, working on this tempo, and then you know we get we get to go against another team, and they get a week to prepare for this fast <laughs> offense. Like, so it, it's definitely uh, definitely tough. I had to cut down on my weight. You know, last year I played at 255. This year I got to play at 250, 245 in that area just to keep up with the tempo. So um, it's definitely an experience. And by the third quarter, we get to see the other guys and we get to see their faces. And, you know, this past game, guys were like, are y'all not tired? Like, are you guys not getting tired about this? And we're like, nah, man, we just, we just keep going. We keep doing it. So it's definitely a fast offense uh, to Coach Whedon's point. You know, as a tight end, you work with the wide receivers, but you also work with the big guys down low, offensive linemen. They had to go through the same condition you do. You want to talk about losing weight. Guys like McClellan and Big Mike lost 30 to 35 pounds. How incredible is it that they're doing what they do? Oh, man, it's amazing. Like those two guys you just named, big, we call them Big Mike and Big T. Uh, both those guys probably weigh 1,000 pounds, and they move, and they, they're <laughs> able to run like the receivers. And, you know, so that, that helps, you know, our offense execute when it's, when it's time. And um, they move the DNs out the way and sprint down the field and getting set really fast. So um, I give a lot of credit to those guys, man, the work they do. I can imagine being 300-plus pounds and having to do with this offense. So I, I give a lot of credit to them. We are with uh, Campbell tight end Julian Hill and uh, and and Josh Johnson and and guys, you know bo both of your stories sensational. You know, Josh, you you right now lead the team with with four and a half tackles for loss. You you started your collegiate career at Georgia Southern. You're a Georgia guy. Um, you were there for two years. You played. You moved to Highland Community College. It's been a long road for you to get here at Campbell, but you came here in 2020, and, and, and like you said, you, you, you really have fallen in love with this place. Yes, sir. Um, first off, it goes back to God. I thank God every day, but alongside trusting and thanking God, I trust and thank the process, and then I've been following and trusting on my brothers. Um, one of the sayings from Julian Hill, who's right next to me, is when times are hard, lean on your brothers, and when times are good, lean on your brothers, and that's what I've been doing over the past two years, and with that, in addition to the coaching, Coach Adams, Coach Mint being there for me, helping me, mentoring me on and off the field, it helped me grow and continue to grow into who I am today as a player and as a person. You know, you, you had a lot of chances to go to a lot of places. Um, you know, Campbell, a, a building program in the FCS scholarship landscape. What made you say, hey, th this is the place where I'm going to go? Uh, it started off with uh, Coach Mint. On my visit, when I first transferred, I sat down with Coach Mint for probably like two to three hours, and we just talked. Uh, wow, live. really? Two to three hours? So huh? I came on a oh graduation weekend. Uh, we, we watched film, and we talked football, and we talked life. And, and that's the most important thing, um, having two slash three go-arounds in recruiting. A lot of guys just push football, 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 and Coach Mint is a guy who, who pushes you as a person and helps you grow in life and, and teaches things that help unlock your greatness, you know what I'm saying, off the field, which is, is going to transpire way past my career as, a, as an athlete. And then, obviously, I'm a football player, and that's where my passion is. And there's no drop-off from the expectation he has for you as a man to a football player. So I'm very grateful for that. 
I know you are uh, you, you are a great guy off the gridiron, but when I was reading your bio, I was a little surprised. As as fierce as you are, as uh, as focused as you are, as dominant as you are on the field, you got the citizenship award two straight <laughs> years in high school. Yes, sir, I did. I do a lot of. Uh, I believe I don't. I don't just do it. I believe in a lot of community service, and I have a, a, a as you said a long history of background. And I'm just like Julian. We're both adopted um, kids, so like I went through a lot from a growing up in childhood and childhood standpoint to where I feel like giving back is, is the biggest thing I could do because someone gave back to me. So who am I to not give back to somebody else? And you guys really give back to the, the work among many, too, too many to list, but the Boys and Girls Club I know have been special to both of you. Yes, sir. We uh, did a couple ventures with the Boys and Girls Club the past two years, specifically this summer. We went, uh, I think, two or three times, uh, offense, defense, separate, and we went. Defense, obviously I play defense, we went, and we just had a field day with them. We played uh, water balloon fights and tag, and, and, and you could see the hope and the heart in those kids' eyes as we went out there and played and showed love to them. And I didn't have that as a kid growing up, so I had to find it my own way. And I know the impact that Campbell Football has made on the Boys and Girls Club after us going to just show love. Just amazing, just amazing. J Julian, your story, of, of course, uh, coming from football to, 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 to come here, Tell me about your, your high school. You were a QB, a really good QB uh, in, in high school. What made you go from a QB just down the road in Fayetteville to come here and be a tight end for Coach Minner and the Camels? Yeah, so, you know, I played quarterback my entire life. Uh, I think the last time I played tight end was in rec football, right? So I guess it was meant to be at the end of the day. But um, luckily, my high school career didn't end the way I wanted. Uh, I dealt with the injury, and it forced me to sit out my senior year. Um, I didn't have any looks, you know, Coach Adams, thankfully, you know, he came to me, offered me a preferred walk-on spot here at Campbell, um, and that was the first school that took a shot on me, and I was like, I'm, I'm going all the way in, and I'm committing to it, um, and they were saying that, you know, we had a really good quarterback at the time, at that time it was Daniel Smith, um, he did really big things the previous year, so they were like, hey, you got good size, um, yeah, we think we can move you to tight end, you know, like you said, to Coach Mint, I think they have, Coach Mint has this type of uh, voodoo or something going on with changing quarterbacks <laughs> to tight ends because yeah, right. we had Michael Wooten uh, before me. So, yeah, so I came from quarterback, tight end, and I, I, I seriously do not regret it one bit. You know, I, I think being a college quarterback and being a tight end, I'll choose tight end 10 out of 10 times. Wow, 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 wow. Um, all right, and, and two, and this might be a rumor here. I, I had to check my sources, so, so I want to ask you officially. You have no social media? Mm. I have a LinkedIn account. You have a LinkedIn account, <laughs> yes, that, and that's smart because that's business, <laughs> that, that gets you on the NFL boards. All right, all right, talk about that decision with no social media. Yeah, I just, growing up, I never had it, right? So when I got to high school, you know, all my friends had it, but I always found it to distract me more than, you know, keep me focused. So um, a lot of times I did have it for like a month, and I always found myself on it. I always yeah. found myself scrolling through it and stuff like that. And, I know it can create many avenues and, you know, make a lot of connections. That's why I got the LinkedIn account. But <laughs> um, other than that, I, I just want to stay focused. You know, I want to stay focused on my goals and my aspirations that I have, you know, past this college career and into my next step in my life. And I think by me staying focused, you know, picking up a book instead of my phone most of the times or going to do something else instead of staying stuck in the social media and staying stuck on the phone uh, can help me in the long run. And I know your, your work with the Boys and Girls Club, too, and, and what you both do and the entire team does to, uh, to, to, to all the great charities around, it means a lot to you as well. Oh, it means, it means the most. Like you said, man, just seeing those kids smile. Um, I remember when I was a kid and I, I see a, a football player or I see anybody of such, you know, that I think was higher than me in, in any way possible. Like, 
I always would get big eyes. So just seeing those kids and the, the opportunity we get to give back to them and um, just to go out there and just have fun with them and play with them and, you know, wrestle around, uh, it means the world. Like you said, man, we come from, you know, not the same situations, right? So a lot of times a lot of kids can't, you know, have somebody to look up to or have somebody to just even play with most of the time. So uh, it means the most. And I'm glad that Coach Williams, Coach Stephen Williams is, you know, allowing us to do that and uh, reach out to the community and help the community most, as much as we can. You guys both already have your degrees because you're, you're going into gr to, to grad school. So, so, so tell me what we hope is after a, uh, a, a, a long football career, what are you going to do after football? What's your degree in and what are you studying now? All right, so I got my associates in business art and I got my bachelor's in marketing, well, business admin with the emphasis on marketing. Um, my second family, they're entrepreneurial slash business uh, ventures. So I've, after football's over, I want to go into marketing for a little bit as a representative, get some experience in the field. But after my three to five year plan, I, like, I don't like working for people. So I want to go entrepreneurial <laughs> and open my own dream and my own vision and push that way. How about um, you, Julian? Yeah. Fo I, follow that up. He's going <laughs> to, after football, own a business in five right, years. Right, right. I mean, he's going to do amazing <laughs> things, uh, Big Josh Johnson. But um, I, I got a bachelor in exercise sports science and I got a bachelor's in uh, sports management. Um, and I'm, after football, I'm looking to get in coaching. You know, I fell in love with the sport. Um, I fell in love with just, you know, leading a group of men around me. Uh, yeah. I think, I know this game can offer a lot. And I know it can, you know, help a lot of people get out of a lot of tough situations like myself. So I just want to be able to, you know, be that, um, be that avenue for people, be that voice for people, and be that voice for kids and, and help lead them in the right direction and lead them after high school. You know, I, I really aspire to be a college uh, coach one day. Um, again, because I fell in love with the game. Yeah. I love everything about it, and I just want to continue that um, long after I'm playing. Did you just tell me you had two bachelors? Yes, sir. You already have two bachelors. Yes, you have two bachelors? Yes, too? sir. <laughs> wow. That's, the, that's, that's grad school on, uh, on steroids, indeed. I, I, I know you guys are focused on this year, winning a championship, taking Campbell to where they've, they've never been before. But you have NFL scouts come. You have that, 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 that dream of, of, of getting to the NFL, getting into a camp and, and, and everything like that. You guys, are, you guys are close to it. I'll, I'll start with you, Julian. What, what is that like? Oh, that's amazing. Uh, like you said, to Coach Man, you know, my freshman year wasn't like that. You know, we hardly see a guy come out, and now we've seen them every week, uh, more than one throughout the week. You know, we get about three guys a week, and uh, it means it's, it's amazing. I just know that it's, it's cool to see these guys come out and see us, but we, know, we understand that none of it means anything if we don't succeed during the season. So we know we have to push, our, push, the, push the envelope to, you know, do what we need to do to win because they want to they see winners, right? So if we're able to win, man, we, we'll be able to do things that this school has never, ever done in this football program. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of talent, a lot of guys that's on these draft boards winning. I think we get a lot of guys in, that, in those rooms and have a long, uh, aspiring career at the next level. No doubt. Josh, what, what, what is it like? Uh, I agree with Julian 100%. Um, for me, it's, from a program standpoint, it's history-making. To, to his point, they didn't have that four to five years ago. And if you take in consideration what Coach Mint and Campbell has done from the past four to seven years from going to non-scholarship to scholarship, seeing these scouts come and seeing these uh, senior bowl and hula bowl and wh whatever accolade-type accolade people come to our practices, it gives me hope, obviously, individually, but more importantly, it gives the guys under us, the younger guys, who pick Campbell. Out of all schools, they had picked Campbell to come and push to feed and provide for themselves and their families. So... Having them guys come to practice and showing up just 
it, it kind of pays dividends to the hard work we, we put in and the hard work we continue to put in. And to Jude's point, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we're not winning and having success during the season. So guys use the NFL and everybody else who comes to see us as motivation. That's Josh Johnson. That's Julian Hill between the two of them. Uh, a ton of Big South awards in four degrees. So I'm going to have to hit, hit the books or whatever. Guys, congratulations for, for their success so far, both on and, and off the field. And thank you so much for coming down tonight. Thanks, thank you so much for having us. It's Julian and Josh, and that'll do it for the show. We'll be back next Monday night. No game this weekend, but Campbell back for three straight home games. October 1st, homecoming October 8th. Robert Morris, October 15th. GoCamels.com or 1-877-GO-HUMPS. Thanks to everybody that come, came out and watched. Thanks for everybody that came out to listen. This has been Camel Call Live. <laughs>